It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome, everybody. I am being joined today by uh, Katie Smith. Uh, Katie Smith is the co-founder of New Road Foods. New Road Foods began with her family and a big idea to create a truly unique line of dog foods that led to the first product test in Katie's home kitchen, where she mixed dough by hand and spent hours cutting tiny little kibbles um, with the uh, fan with her fancy knife. Uh, set her husband and her uh, and her had recently received as a wedding gift. So uh, true dedication. Uh, Katie Smith, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So off the top, I got to ask you, what was your background before launching into this extremely competitive market? So um, I am lucky enough. My dad is my co-founder and he had a very long history in the industry. Um, and his expertise comes on the product development side. So he worked for large dog food companies, so knew how to develop a product to the levels um, that, you know, to, to make sure that the foods were complete and balanced from a very sophisticated take. So we look at amino acids, we look at fatty acids, we look at all of these things that a big giant pet food company would look at to make sure that they're nutritionally complete and healthy for dogs. But we basically kind of looked at how we could kind of um, turn it on its head. So we reimagined what it could look like from a supply chain standpoint. So we looked at human grade ingredients, which are ingredients that are clean and safe enough for your family to eat. Um, and then we looked at how could we change the distribution system so that food is fresh and fresh to the point where we make it and send it out the same day so that when it arrives to our customers and their dogs, it's really, really fresh, like a day or two um, out of the oven, essentially. Wow. That's, that is unique. Uh, and and uh, okay. So you were nice enough to send me some samples here, mm -hmm. uh, some protein chips and, uh, and then we have a uh, multi-grain. Uh, there we go. Multi-grain, uh, and because uh, you guys promote the fact that it's human grade, I did eat some of it. I just had to. Uh, and it wasn't that bad. I mean, in a pinch, you could you could survive off the uh, off the food, which is good. Yeah, exactly. You can have a little snack with your dog. Uh, all right. So why don't you kind of give me a comparison to, you know, uh, there's a lot of choices out there. Did you look at the market and say, man, there's just nothing out there that's truly good for the dogs? Uh, in other words, what was the, the catalyst that made you dive into this market? So I think what we wanted to do was we look at everything through a lens of transparency. Um, so our ultimate goal, our big idea is to build a, um, a manufacturing facility, a transparent manufacturing facility where we make product and also invite dog owners to come in, see the process, and then also 
um, interact with us. We want to have a dog park. We want to have a, a cookie baking um, product development night. So that's kind of like our big idea. But in terms of where the market is right now, there's a lot of really innovative companies doing um, human grade fresh foods, but they're doing it in the wet um, category. So they're um, doing they're doing direct to consumer distribution systems, but because they are fresh and frozen foods, they're three or four times more expensive than a dry dog food. So we kind of took that model um, because we love the idea of human grade, but in a kibble form, it's a lot more convenient and a lot more cost effective. So we kind of took that concept and made it more accessible to a larger number of dog owners. Yeah, and you're right, uh, the the kibble, um what do you call it? The the kibble is a lot easier. It's easier for transportation and storage and all that other stuff. Right. Uh, and so, okay, so you have this idea and did you take it to your dad and say, hey, dad, what do you think about this? And he jumped on in or was it your husband? Who, who How did kind of give us your, you know, how it went from you to the next person and so on? So my dad is kind of like a serial entrepreneur. So once things get comfortable, he gets uncomfortable. So, um, so I knew that I wanted, I had, I was just about to graduate with my MBA from USC and I knew I had caught the entrepreneurial bug as well. So we kind of thought about, we knew that we wanted to do a project together, but we didn't know kind of the scope of it. Right. Um, we didn't know if we wanted to buy a smaller company and build it or just start from ground zero and, um, be completely, uh, out of the box and mean to ourselves and uh, think about starting something totally new. And that was kind of what we did. So we kind of took a step back and said, if we could create the ideal dog food for us, focusing on um, human grade ingredients and focusing on fresh, what would that look like? Where would we make it? How would we sell it? How would we get to our customers? So that's kind of where it started. And again, the ultimate goal is to do this in a way that, is in front of people. Um, you know, there's a lot of steps we have to take to get there, but that was that was where we started and just kind of worked back from there. Yeah, I, I like that. And, and you know what? It, it is kind of cool that you can do this with your dad. So kudos to dad uh, for giving you the bug and and also kind of being a mentor, really, to kind of show yeah. you the ropes. And, and that's what an incredible blessing that is. Yeah. Um, all right. So so let's dive into the product a little bit more. Uh, what what are the benefits of your food versus, you know, I, I don't want to use a specific name, but, you know, there, there are some brands out there that that have, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, put themselves out there as, as a healthy choice. Right. So so tell us about, you know, what, what makes yours different? What makes your better? What are the benefits? So I think there's two major benefits. And the first one um, that's kind of the most obvious benefit is fresh. And fresh food, you wanna feed fresh food, you wanna eat fresh food because it is more nutritious. The nutrients are, um, when you process food more, the nutrients get sapped out of it. So fresh food is more nutrient dense. For us, kind of an unintended consequence was that fresh food is just a lot more palatable for dogs. If you liken it to a cookie 
that is maybe sitting on a shelf um, in the middle of the grocery store versus a cookie that just comes out of the oven in the deli section. That is kind of what that parallel looks like for dogs too. Um, fresh food is just tastier. So fresh food is more nutritious and it is more enjoyable for the dog. <clears throat> On the human grade side, on the ingredient side, um, <clears throat> we wanted to make a food that was clean and safe enough so that um, you could feed it to your own family. I have two little kids. We have three dogs. There's dog food all over the floor at all times, just because my house is chaos. But um, if we, if my toddler puts this food in her mouth, which she did when she was a tiny baby, I don't have to freak out about it right. because I know that it's made with the same ingredients that we use in our own food. You can't do that with feed grade food because there are um, elements of it that are unsafe or unfit for human consumption. So that's kind of how we looked at it from a fresh perspective and then a human grade um, supply chain perspective. Yeah, uh, and, and that's interesting. I, I was not aware that uh, that feed had that little, that, uh, what do you call it, that little caveat there, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, now, let's look at, is there a, was there a substantial cost difference with a human grade uh, component or a human grade standard versus a feed standard? Yeah, our foods are probably 20 to 30 percent more um, more costly than like a premium feed grade kibble. And what that really comes down to is the ingredients that we use versus the ingredients that uh, go into feed grade foods, most notably on the animal protein. So we use USDA certified protein. The USDA inspects it, deems it as safe. You don't have to do wow. that with feed grade ingredients. Um, we use wild caught Alaskan Pollock. Um, so where most of the cost comes from and the cost structure comes from the ingredients. Wow, that's amazing. That's, that's uh, yeah. Uh, and we have somebody uh, chiming in that uh, her dog gets sick uh, from certain dog foods. And, and, I've seen the, and I've seen the same thing. There are certain dog foods out there that uh, dogs simply don't like. Uh, and, you know, especially nowadays, we've had this massive shift, I think, in, in our, our uh, what do you call it, pet ownership consciousness, where yeah. we're now treating our pets, specifically, you see this a lot with dogs, uh, you know, where, you know, your pets are part of the family, and right. I'm going to take my dog with me everywhere, and I want to make sure that they do have, that they do have healthy choices. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of a, a great time for somebody in your business because I think the market, the mindset is shifted in that direction. Um, so, okay. So tell us about your distribution. Are you in stores? Are you direct to consumer via e-commerce? Talk about that. We're all direct to consumer via our e-commerce site. And the reason for that is that we bake everything to order. So we don't make anything until we get a new order or we know that you are ready for a fresh delivery for our recurring customers. Um, so we don't carry any inventory. Our finished product does not sit on a shelf anywhere. Uh, we make each and every batch of food specifically for your dog and then ship it out the day that we make it. That is incredible. That is a commitment to quality. That, that is amazing. Uh, so, that uh, to me is a, just a great standard. And is that something that, uh, have you guys thought about that as far as scaling it up? If all of a sudden, 
you know, all of a sudden you had thousands of orders coming in every day. Mm -hmm. Are, are you going to be able to maintain that standard? Yeah. I mean, our challenge is to scale the manufacturing as we, um, you know, gain more traction and and um, invest more in growth. But the model itself is scalable um, because we basically don't have to carry finished inventory. So we can scale the model um, and we actually use pasta makers to form our foods because something that was also really important to us is we didn't want to use traditional um, pet food extruders because they emit a ton of pressure and a ton of heat and kind of kill the nutrients almost immediately once they um, once they form and cook the foods. So our challenge is to we have, you know, a industrial pasta maker now and we've identified the next generation of pasta makers as we scale up. We're using a rolling rack oven right now. Eventually we'll scale that to a continuous oven. So um, I'm lucky enough that my dad knows the manufacturing side of the business really well. So we've identified the next the next generation, several generations right. out because we knew that, you know, pet food, it's it's all about volume. So right. to, to be a, a competitive business, you have to be able to scale. So and I, and I love that. And, and again, it's great to have a partner who knows that side of the business, who can yeah. say, hey, this is how we're going to scale it or let's, you know, right. this you guys are already thinking that far ahead. All right. So, so using this as an example, because I, I think both samples are more or less the same size. Mm -hmm. This a traditional size. They don't get much bigger than this because you're, you're uh, concerned about the freshness. No. So basically what we're doing is um, we, you, based on the size of your dog, you go on our site, you pick your recipe that's the best fit for your dog. You tell us how much your dog weighs, and then we give you a suggested pack size. So if you have a small dog, you'd get four pounds a month. If you have a really large dog, you'd get 24 pounds a month. And then within that, um, within that pack size, you get four different bags. So one for each week. And the, the impetus beside that is that you aren't leaving a bag open exposing it to oxidation and kind of all the things that come along with that, including the degradation of nutrients and taste. So if you have a small dog, you get four small bags, big dog, four big bags. <laughs> you know, the other thing that I have noticed, uh, the, the cleaner the food is, the, um, you know, the less waste. Uh, yeah. You know, your backyard doesn't fill up with waste overnight because it's getting a higher quality of food. They're, they're able to absorb it better, right. use more of the, uh, of the food. And so I think that's another, you know, benefit that uh, at least that I see for myself. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's something that we look at when, when we're developing the products, we do digestibility um, tests to make sure how, you know, there's a certain amount of nutrients that need to get absorbed into the body. So that's a lot of the testing that we do on the front end before we even launch a product. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So what has been the hardest thing uh, since launching um, newroadsfoods.com? Uh, you know, has it been, you know, manufacturing? Is it the marketing? Is it the e-commerce? What has been the biggest, you know, one or two of your biggest uh, hurdles? I think one, probably the biggest hurdle is kind of um, 
encompassing in our messaging what the value of human grade is because we're really the first people to do it, especially in a kibble form. So to, you know, we can talk about USDA certified chicken, we can talk about um, a human grade supply chain and what that means. And we're really strong on the product side, but to take all of that value and message it in a way that people, owners understand um, how important that is for their dogs. That was, it, it still is a challenge for us um, with a lot of these other human grade direct to consumer companies coming out. They're actually helping us with that because they're, um, helping to educate the consumer along with us, but that's been a challenge. Um, and, you know, I think building the team has been a challenge. Um, we were very comfortable on the product. We're very comfortable on the manufacturing and the product testing, um, but building out that piece on the marketing and the sales side, that's a little bit out of our comfort zone. Um, you know, we're, we're getting there. We have a, a we're building the team right now, but that's that's been challenging too. Sure, absolutely. Getting outside of our of our little comfort product box. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, this is such uh, what do you call it uh, an extraordinary uh, product, and 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 I'm one of the things that I love about this is that this is something that you know kind of grew orga organically. You saw a problem that needed to be filled, and of course, you fixed it for yourself and. And, and you're thinking to yourself, man, if, if this is good for me, it's probably good for the millions of pet owners out there. Uh, the other thing I like about, you know, uh, the product itself is that it's got that recurring model. I like that not only as a consumer, but obviously as a, as a business owner's recurring right. models are always great. Right. Uh, and, and the fact that uh, newroadsfoods.com will have the product delivered to my door, that's nice because if anybody, uh, especially if you have a big animal when you're carrying around a big bag, it's kind of nice only to have to carry it from your door to your, right. you know, to your area. So that I, I really enjoy that. Uh, so there's a, I think it's, it's going to uh, be interesting to watch you guys grow. Now you guys have been around how long now? We started developing products in 2015 okay. um, and really kind of started the, the marketing and sales piece in earnest last year uh, toward the beginning of 2019. So um, we spent a long time developing the product, a long time developing the process um, and are kind of almost still in the infancy part of, of the sales and marketing piece. But we're um, especially the past quarter we're we're experiencing some really exciting traction and um, starting to, to get some momentum. So we just have to make sure that we fuel that, that fire. Sure. Sure. All right. As a, as a, as a business owner, uh, are there certain metrics that you look out, look at on a regular basis, whether it's daily or weekly or monthly, talk about those matrix. Yeah. <clears throat> so one of the biggest metrics that we look at is a conversion rate on our site. Um, and the way that, we get most of our customers now are through our trial packs. So most of our um, customers are really educated. They have done their research on what they're feeding their pets. So to get them to switch over is a bigger ask than somebody who's maybe not that invested in what they're feeding their dog. Um, to kind of combat that switching cost, we have a trial pack. So for $10, you can get a pound of the recipe of your choice, plus our protein chips, try it out, make sure your dog likes it, get familiar with the brand, get familiar with the product. 
And then that's kind of the entryway to placing their first recurring order. So we're really focused on what our conversion is from trial packs to um, customers. And then we're also looking at the conversion on our site, our conversion rate of the people that come to our site, how many of them actually purchase. And then on the back end, we look at the retention piece. So how long do customers stay with us once they're once they're signed up for um, the subscription? And we're actually really strong on that piece. So it's nice. um, it's a little more challenging to bring them on. But once we have them and once we can kind of prove ourselves um, with the food and with the model, then we we retain customers um, very successfully. Sure, sure. That makes sense. Okay, so let me ask you this. Do you have any information? If I've been feeding my dog ABC brand and now I'm going to be, I want to, I want to try out New Roads Foods, I, you know, should I, is that something that you do like that? Is it something that you start uh, little by little, you start mixing in with their old dog food so they start their, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So every time somebody places um, an order, we include transition instructions and kind of give them guidance about how to um, transition their dog from their existing food to the new food. Some dogs, not a problem. Like some dogs, we say 25% of their uh, of the new food with 75% of the old food, see how it goes, and then 50-50, and then keep um, uh, keep going with that ratio. Some dogs are really sensitive. So some dogs need up to two weeks. So we say it really is dependent on your dog and their gut and their digestive system. So we try and coach people along the way. And um, some we try to be super available to our customers because, uh, again, people are very invested in their dog and their dog's health. And we want to make sure that they feel confident in um, in how that transition plays out. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And what are the symptoms? Okay. So, so as a pet owner, as a dog owner, what am I watching for to make sure that my dog is responding well to the, to the transfer, um, transformation there? Am I looking at, uh, at what, what are the signs that maybe there's some sensitivity issues or some digestive issues? Yeah. I mean, if, um, you know, indelicately, you're going to want to look at their stools. Um, and that's going to be the best indication of how of how they're transitioning. So um, let's say you start with 20% of new road with 80% of your existing dog food, do that for two to three days. If your dog is responding well, and your backyard doesn't look like a disaster zone, then you would keep um, keep increasing the ratio of your new food while decreasing the ratio of the old food. Um, but kind of like you said, our products are highly digestible. So um, usually, unless a dog has a very sensitive system, it's about a week. And we recommend if dogs have sensitive systems, maybe extend that to two weeks. Sure, sure. Uh, okay, so uh, walk me through the protein chips because uh, you guys, uh, when you and I were talking before the show, and you guys developed not only dog food, but dog treats, uh, which is one of the words my dog knows very well. Yeah. Uh, so what's the difference? When do I use, let's say, protein chips versus the uh, the kibble? So the kibble is like your main meal. So think of okay. it like your breakfast, lunch, dinner. That's where you're, that's where you're getting your nutrients. That's where you're getting all uh, the complete and balanced diet that you need. The protein chips, these protein chips are cool because they're um, high in protein, really low in calories. Um, so, and they're small. 
So a lot of our customers use them as training treats or like as a little crunchy snack. I don't know if you've given them to your dog, but like my kids are really excited about the crunch that the dogs, they like think it's hilarious for some reason. So you can use those as a, a treat. Um, a lot of people to put it on top of the food as like a topper or um, like a training treat, a little snack. But you don't have to worry about giving your dog like a biscuit that has, I don't know, like 100 calories in it or something, because that could be up to, you know, depending on the size of the dog, it could be a, a significant portion of their daily intake from a caloric standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so interestingly enough, we have Martin Lopez here saying, I make my own dog food once a week. Uh, it's so hard to find good uh, food. Your treats sound great. So uh, there is a, a committed pet owner there um, hand making the dog's food. That's amazing. Good for you, Martin. Uh, all right. So uh, a lot of our customers do that, by the way. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. They use our foods in conjunction or they have been making their dog food and they transition over because it's kind of all the things they need, um, sure. you know, clean ingredients, fresh food um, in a convenient form. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So um, the, the, right now, newroadsfoods.com, it's right there on the craw crawler is the best place to go. It's the only place to go really and get a trial pack, test it out see how your dog responds to it. And then if you want, then you can get the recurring uh, subscription model, um, which by the way, I love again, it's, as I mentioned that the, uh, I can tell you from my experience, my dog loves the protein chips, loves the, the kibble. Uh, and she's kind of a finicky eater. She is, she is a little spoiled and, uh, but, uh, she, she, has, uh, she, uh, she really liked it immediately, which I was surprised because, uh, you know, in the past where we, you know, brought in different foods, uh, you know, she gives it the, the sniff test and, <laughs> and then she'll walk away. So yeah, that's the freshness. I mean, it's like a fresh baked cookie. It's it's we, we have a little palatability hack built in. I love that. I love that so very much. Um, well, Katie, it's been wonderful having you on the show. I look forward to bringing you back and getting an update on New Roads Foods. And everybody, if you're interested, I'm going to put it in the show notes. Uh, but if, if you're interested, definitely check out uh, newroadsfoods.com and check out their trial pack. Uh, Katie Smith, thank you so much for stopping by today. Thank you. Have a great weekend. All right. We'll see you. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.